0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a fish for a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a girl, I would call I her. I had a rabbit a hat with a of 10.04 on a Friday morning with Stephen McCarver at a Ski-Lo by Wishy. Yeah, I know, you knew it as well as I did too, but a Skilo, lo But apparently a song requested by our next guest, because he is so ski Andrew Mulligan, Morning Moles Big show, how are you, buddy? You are so ski like, you know, I am uh, you were so and by the way, I have to call you out, okay? Thanks, thanks for stitching me up on the uh, Valerie Adams story. I know you Steven. apologized, I know you apologized, but there was a part of me that went, Ashley McIver, you're a bit of a knob. So, you know. <laughs> in fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's actually on Sky Sports Select right now, and I'm going, actually, I just didn't <laughs> shut up. Oh, and uh, what was the line? Oh, Mate, no, Love you, Stephen, love you, Stephen. I could just know what was going on in your head going, MacGyver, shut up. Shut let up. Let him
0: finish his question. Just, you know what it's like. I know what you like <laughs> around the microphone, though. You, just, you, you absolutely profit. <laughs> I
1: respect that. But you're hustling, you grind. Yeah, oh, hustling, grind, man. Uh, so anyway, just just wanted to get that off my chest, you know, because you, we got <laughs> we got to laugh at ourselves and have fun. Um, hey, breakers back last week. How good was it being back on court?
0: Oh mate, it was it was so nice to see. I, I I felt like part of me, you know, actually ended up taking it for granted because, uh, you know, before the pandemic, obviously you just you, you, you loved it, you loved the environment. But then when it's taken away from you for so long, it really does make you feel like wow, we really missed it, and they missed it as well. Um, I think a lot of nerves got hold of them. Um, they came up against a tough Jack Jumpers team, who really um, did well with their adjustments through those middle quarters and um they got the win uh, it was it was a little bit ugly but they got the win nonetheless and if you win ugly that's that's that's
1: okay cuz you just got to win baby yeah well the the one the one familiar thing that and, and correct me if i'm wrong third quarters man i always i always call the third quarter that that championship quarter right but they just went cold yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Well, see, the Jack Jumpers they started changing up how they um, covered the Breakers um, pick and roll action. They started hedging a little bit. They started. They didn't switch full, um, full on switching. didn't tr- keep doing that, which was burning them in the first two quarters. So they made those adjustments, and um, oh, I, I kind of think the Breakers they felt like they had that one one already because mm. they started small. They knew that they weren't. Um, they weren't going to be that big coming into the game, the Jack Jumbers. They didn't have their big Aussie, Will Magne, who um, controlled the paint really well. And I kind of felt like there was so much going on in the lead-ups, their first home game, proper home game, uh, coming into that week. And then they just sort of, you know, I think they seized up a little bit. But they managed to get the job done. Isaiah Leafa came on in the fourth fourth quarter, got some free throws, forced the issue, which was good to see.
1: So, I interviewed Barry Brown Jr. Barry Brown! Ow! Sorry, Barry Brown Jr. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Is he the goods man, or is it too early to tell?
0: I think that, that Barry Brown, once he finds uh, his fate, it's really hard for imports to find their fate, especially import bags. He's obviously not an import bag. Mm. But import bags get absolutely punished by the league and the referees. It's not... It's, it's a subconscious bias, I think. They have to adjust to the physicality of the, of the NBL. They're not going to get calls that they might have expected to get in the G League mm. or if they've come from other parts um, of Europe. But Barry Brown being a guard, um, I think he's just got to find his teammates uh, and find out what their idiosyncrasies are. And once he gets a handle on that, I think he'll be really good. I saw some flashes of him in preseason, especially this closed doors game that they had against the Hawks who they play on Monday night. Their first game together... And what impressed me, A, was their defensive intensity, which is something that the breakers sorely needed, um, and they've got. But also just a separation when he gets to the glass. Like, I haven't seen a guard get in the breakers thing, like, get to the glass like he has driving since Cedric Jackson, but
1: he can finish better than Cedric, I reckon. Wow. And and, and when you mention Cedric and you talk about going to glass, thems was the glory days. Uh, What do you like? Do you like Modi more? Do you like what he's doing with the team? Or do we have to be patient? I, I'd definitely be patient,
0: but this schedule has not helped them whatsoever. They could easily come back to um, Trust Arena on Thursday night to play the Phoenix again and be 1-3 on the season yeah. with this double header that they've got this weekend. But be patient with Modi. He is great. I love the fact that he's got a defensive-minded team. Um, the offense will come where where it will come from. Like I didn't expect Jarrell Brantley to start the game 6-6, six, six, to be honest. So uh, if someone can step up, and help out like a Rob Lowe with a pick and pop game and so they're get into work in the post if they need it. That's always a, a plus. Those guards are great. Will McDowell White had a real quiet game. That was a little bit concerning that Will McDowell White had a quiet game on Friday night against the Jack Jumpers. So, yeah, they just need to get their offense flowing a little bit. And if teams take them out of that, they may struggle to win games on the road yeah. if they can't get the, um, the ball in the hoop.
1: How much of it comes out of having lack of bigs, like real bigs? It's not a big team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they look there are some real bigs in this in this league now. Aaron Baines is for Brisbane. But Brisbane are in trouble as well. Aaron Baines has been been pretty good. But you've got to have a team that is settled and believes in what their offense that they're running and as much as it helps having bigs. And like Derek Pardon, he may not be like over six ten, but he's got long arms. He's got big wingspan. drill. Brantley is thick like double c like you just watch him bang, take smaller um, opponents down into the block and just dominate like he did against Tasmania. So they might not necessarily have the height, but they've got the defensive intensity. And I think if they've got all the players on the same page, then that's key.
1: Well, you like a bit of mongrel then, no? Eh? That's, that's what you're saying. You can, you, can, you can sort of make up for the lack of height by just being a little tougher.
0: Yeah, just, just being long. Just, just being long and being able to have that ability to create a little bit of hustle, a little bit of grind, um, and, and force, what they did do real well, is force Tasmania into some shot clock, um, you know, yeah. uh, like burning the clock down really hard. Like that's what's really good about it. That's what I really appreciated, making them really work to get a shot off. I mean, they, they gave up 21 offensive rebounds in that game. Which, was, um, which yeah. was really bad. Yeah. But still, that's just an attitude, and that can be adjusted.
1: Uh, Southeast Melbourne have got this, this rather large Chinese fellow, Zhou Qi, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. H- how, do you, how do you combat that? Or is it actually, we, we shouldn't even ask that question, right? Because that's normal in the NBA to have big, big, big like that.
0: Well, you see, they started small against Tasmania, and I imagine that they're going to make him run up and down. And if they can crash Here the glass, go. which I imagine that would be would have been a focus, and they can easily keep a guy like Joe Chi off the glass really well. I don't know um, what he can do in the post against them, but it's going to be a bit of a dogfight in there. I'm looking forward to seeing how they combat that. But the pace of the game may just come at a cost of the Phoenix if they decide to go big.
1: I was just looking at the um, I was looking at the who's hot right now, Kings and Wildcats, like hot hot. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at just the numbers on the on the Australian tab. Like the Kings are unbeaten at a dollar fourteen against the Tipans this week, and the Wildcats are up against Melbourne United, you know, and, and they're unbeaten. They're seeing a dollar thirty one. 31. What's going on at the Kings first up?
0: Uh, first and foremost, they have kept most of their core, uh, and, and when I say core, it's really hard to keep an import. Uh, in a team long enough than the season. And that's the key to the Perth Wildcats with Bryce Cotton. But the Kings, Chase Buford's a really good coach. They're obviously the reigning champs. Xavier Cooks is a phenomenal athlete. Um, He just had a massive poster dunk against Isaac Humphreys against United. Like, just the Kings just have the buy-in with what the coach is doing. They have the Moxie that comes with being a Sydney team, and they are the reigning champs. And all those things have come together for them as well. Uh, The Perth Wildcats playing in Perth, in, in RAC arena when there's 13,000 fans. Yeah. It's something that is, um, is really difficult to win uh, in that arena. So, And Bryce Cotton uh, is really, really good. They've got a couple of really nice additions alongside him as well. So I just feel as though like those two teams, they're the ones to watch what is happening with United will be be interesting to see because they need just a little bit of a spark. They've got some really good role players, but they're quite old. And I mean that with all due respect. (laughs) Like Chris Golding, he's great. But he's coming into his mid-30s. They've got, you know, um, uh, they've got a couple of Aussie veterans in there as well. And I just don't know if they've got, like, the athleticism. I mean, sure, they've got Riton Mays, who was at the Phoenix as well, but if they just need, they need a spark. They need someone pushing their bottom the whole time.
1: Moles, you know, as soon as you say, with I said this respect, you're actually are calling them old. You know that, eh? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But, <laughs> they, but they can't play heavy minutes, Stephen, a lot like you and
1: I. <laughs> Once again, you have a crack of my weight. Heavy minutes. You're yeah, very nice. Thanks for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I'm in yeah. a glass house, man. I'm throwing
1: stones. <laughs> well, you're working out, aren't you? You're still working out? Like, Always working out, man. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I got back to the gym for the first time in like three weeks. Hit, hit some pads and some bags. yesterday. So they felt good. Backs a bit sore, but it, it is what it is. Hey, the Hawks. mm, A little banged up. Lost their point guard, Justin Robinson, injury. How? How can the Breakers take advantage of that in their, on the second game of the double header?
0: Yeah, a double header Monday night going to Illawarra. That's that's tough. Oh, look at Tyler Harvey is the um is the is the guy who drives that team. He, he he's only he's only got the greatest left hand I've ever seen in this league <laughs> in uh in, in recent memory. Um because I I didn't watch a lot of the NBL in the seventies and eighties. But <laughs> Tyler Harvey is an absolute weapon. And they they've they've played them I think three times now. I think they played them in the closed doors game at Trust Arena, they played them um in Franklin where it went to overtime and then I think they also played them at the Blitz but, you know, it's, they know this team and they—they they, there was a lot of joy at each other in that closed-doors game at Trust Arena. They, they had a lot to say to each other and they blew them out, the breakers. Mm. Uh, it's, it'll be different in Illawarra. It'll be different in, in the gong. So... Um, but yeah, losing Justin Robinson is a big blow for the Hawks, but they'll be primed for the Breakers because they know that they enjoy playing them, and they're coming off back of that Phoenix game as well on Saturday night.
1: Now, so you and I have been around the Breakers in the glory years when things just seemed to be right. Culture was right, everything was right. Do you feel under Modi Moore they can they can refine that spark because you know the last it's been very lean and just things didn't seem right off off court. Do you feel like they're going back in the right direction? Yeah, 100% I do. I really do. And I think um, bringing back
0: uh, a, a focus, a refocus on a New Zealand core mm. with the likes of the for keeping Rob Lowe, who's in career form. I've never seen Rob Lowe play like this. Tom Abercrombie, obviously, he's due to come back once his is sorted out. Um, yeah, they lost Yanni Wetzel and Cinderlaney, but this core is really good. These, these imports want to be here, and they want to play for Modemora, and that's, that's super important as well. Like, they know that the NBL is tough, but they know also there is a lot of eyeballs on the NBL now from overseas and NBA, and they know that that helps, and that's the key to the league at the moment. I think that's the greatest asset, that they have this NBA connection, and that guys like Chase Buford, who come to, who's R.C. Buford's son, has come and coaching team like the Sydney Kings. Like, that's just a prime example of coaches even wanting to come here and have a little bit of time and show that they can win at this level.
1: Yeah, that no, no, You opened up, because that was my next question, what ha- why has the NBL become such a, a point for people to look at now? What's, where do you think the change was? Do you think it may have been uh, the pandemic or not? Or was it already happening before that?
0: Well, you look at Will McDowell-White. He was in the G League. He came from the G League. He answered the SOS for the Breakers during that first season of um, of the pandemic. And like he has all the tools. 6'5", has really worked on his jump shot. Short, sure, we haven't quite seen it yet, but he has got everything else. He's long, he's defensive-minded, he shares the ball, he's got great vision and a great attitude. And those guys see the NBL as probably a better way of showing their wares in the G League because they... They're able to show they're in a competitive league. The G League has a reputation of being all about you and just getting your own, which is fine for some players. But also, the NBL has done a really good job in the last you know, five to 10 years since the ownership took over. Larry Kiffleman, they've really, really aligned themselves with the NBA and the Next Stars program, et cetera. They yeah. wanted those NBL crossover games with the NBL. Um, that really works. That really helps. Like Adelaide took over the Suns for the first time, an NBL team winning over yeah. an NBA team. It's huge for them.
1: It's great. It's great marketing. All right. One final question. It's a personal question. Now, what's your youngest son's name? Miller. The three-year-old? Yes, Miller. Does he still have those beautiful long locks? He certainly does. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to harvest
0: them and punch them into my scalp.
1: Just let them. Is it ethical? Yeah, oh, you can do whatever you want because they are beautiful, man. My son his, was allowed to grow his hair as long as he could until he had to go to some boys' school, and then they said, oh, you better shorten you. And I'm going, no, that's, that's, no, that's no fun. Yeah, but He, Mate, he's yeah. a good looking bud. Must take after his mum completely. <laughs> he absolutely does. But I would, I honestly would like to see those plugs. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. It is always fun talking to you, Miles. Have a great weekend. You too, mate. Always good talking to you too, bro. Take care, man. Ten eighteen, Andrew Mulligan, our Sky Sports basketball commentator. Man, does he know his stuff? When making the double chicken deluxe at Maccas, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Maccas together, and loving it. da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.